Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Gal on from Telenia, and we're going to be talking about his firm and the use case for it. So let's just start, as we always do, with introductions. Gal, would you uh, introduce both yourself, but also introduce your firm? Yes, thank you. Thank you, William, for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, I'll start by uh, <clears throat> uh, telling you about myself. Uh, I'm Israeli, as you may be able to hear from my accent, and uh, I'm a long-term uh, entrepreneur, I would say, a serial entrepreneur, and uh, in the last 20 years, <clears throat> my focus has been recruitment technologies. Uh, I watched one of the interviews you made the other day with uh, uh, a person from a company called Pendologic. Mm-hmm. I founded Pendologic, so I created the programmatic uh, advertising for recruitment and I take a great pride in looking at an industry and uh, coming up with technologies that change the way recruiters uh, work, the way candidates find jobs and things like that. And I started the Talenia with the goal of changing and disrupting the way companies uh, source talent. Obviously everyone is using LinkedIn and the other tools uh, but I felt that um, it wasn't um, as uh, efficient and effective as it could be, especially given the fact that today we have uh, AI and machine learning to do many, many things that recruiters are used to doing manually. And I felt that recruitment was maybe the last standing industry where um, people sit by computers, enter keywords, and then sift through uh, profiles and then call them. I felt that was kind of silly and I wanted to change that. And along the way, I also discovered that it's not only inefficient, but also highly discriminatory. Right. So we've developed technology to allow companies to source talent and in particular diverse talent. Well, and and I'll tell you, uh, in the States, it's become... Pretty much, uh, I, I, I uh, programmed an event in June. It's a, a TA DNI event, and what's interesting about it is that I talked to a, probably three hundred different DNI people, and you know, there's there's folks that do diversity sourcing and diversity recruiting, but what I found when I was when I was talking to all these leaders is that really everyone. Every you're a technical sourcer at Amazon, your job's to bring in engineers. You're you're also responsible for DNI, and uh, what I, which I found fascinating because you know I, I kind of thought it was just like segmented off by a special group of people, and I learned that nope, everyone is responsible, which I which I think is really great, and it plays to y'all's strengths, you know, to be able to source and find talent, and then to be able to make sure that you're doing so in a in a non biased way. So I love that. Yes, and and I feel that. Um... You know, a lot of companies have good intentions, right. the right tools. So oftentimes they pay a lip service to diversity 
but I'm unable to know, you know, what's the availability of diverse talent for any particular jobs. And they don't have the tools, the weapons and the ammunition to actually increase the pool of diverse talent uh, so they can end up hiring and, and filling those uh, diversity slates. It's, it's funny because uh, one of the speakers is speaking about a plus two strategy that when you, as a sorcerer, as a recruiter, when you hand over a slate of candidates, you make sure that two of those candidates or uh, of the of the batch that you're handing over, two of five, um, is a DNI. And so you basically increase your odds by just making sure, well, you get, you know, increase, you know, that slate, which is to your point, if you do that, you gotta, you gotta be able to find that talent and then engage that talent and, you know, vet the talent, et cetera. So where, where are you finding right now with, with the product? I mean, sourcing is way out on the front end. Um, and, and so it, you know, obviously it happens before the CRM and a lot of programmatic and some of these other things. Um, but where are you finding the most traction with your customers right now? Is it in adding to some of the other things that they do already with sourcing or is it kind of displacing some of the ways that they source currently? So, uh, you know, the question is, how do they find diverse talent today? They do have slates, they have goals and this and that, but, you know, if they go to LinkedIn, what can they do? Look for pictures. Right. You know, know, uh, African-Americans tend to put 26% 26% less pictures. And if people without pictures don't get contacted by uh, recruiters. Right. Uh, to other solution, they can filter perhaps by diversity, but that doesn't increase the chances of hiring diverse talent. Uh, if you have 4% uh, African-American in your um, a pipeline, you know, the chances of you hiring diverse talent is very small. So we took a different approach and we built a very powerful uh, sourcing solution first. And then on top of it, we built uh, diversity specific uh, tools and um, we increase the percentage and the participation of diverse talent in your pool without giving them any preferential treatment. So the chances for you hiring a diverse talent grow by you know hundreds of percents. Well, I love a I love all this because you be, you built the sourcing platform first to make sure that you can source talent, and then you put the a a layer or filter on top of it, and you'll continue to do so. You'll continue to do other things there to where people can find even nuanced things. Uh, so I love that. Let me ask a little bit about the solution in terms of. You know, if someone's never sourced, so if they, you know, just just knew the industry or knew the job, is is this a solution that they can get into and start to use, or do you, or do you have kind of a training regiment certification or something like that that kind of gets them up to where they can use the application for for and get as much value out of it, um, or is it something where you really you know, some, some tools that are out there on the market, they, they assume that you, they, they assume that you know how to source. And so they can go deeper. They can do a lot of other things, but they kind of already, they, they, they make the assumption that you know how to source. What's, what's your kind of philosophy on that? Great question. So um, sourcing is difficult because pretty much everyone is using 
uh, keyword search. You right. need to master that. You need, it's a trial and error. You add a keyword, you delete the keyword. And at the end, if you didn't put all the right keywords, you would find talent that have the keywords that you put in, but not the right talent. So we changed it. And to your question, you don't really need to be proficient with keyword search because we don't use keyword search. We, we simply allow you to upload the job. We understand your job description. We then show you a list of candidates which are graded according to how qualified they are for the job and uh, how likely they are to be interested in the new job, which is also AI. And then we ask you to rate candidates, thumbs up and thumbs down. And we learn from your ratings and your selections and we refine your search uh, accordingly, continuously. So uh, anyone can use that. I use it myself to hire the people in my company, including very high level. And I will never go back to using LinkedIn. And this is even before the uh, diversity part. And then uh, to engage with candidates, you click on a button and a, a campaign will go out, reach out to them on your behalf. And the next time you meet them is when they're ready to, to be interviewed. So the, the, the foundation of our diversity sourcing solution is built on the notion that AI can do a much better job in help you create the search and you doing it manually with keyword search. And I believe that we're currently the only company that does that. Well, I love that. I, let me ask, cause you, you kind of, you kind of mentioned it, but let's, let's, are you getting questions now from your TAs uh, and, uh, and recruiters and even sourcers around the analytics and metrics? Are they, try, are they kind of, cause I'm thinking about sourcing operations as kind of a, kind of a center of excellence. And I'm wondering, you know, as you're using, you know, as companies use different tools to do different things, are they are they paying attention to analytics? Are they paying attention to metrics? So I just, you know, before I assume too much, what are you what are you seeing from your customers? So I know from my uh, career that HR love you know reports and analytics and this and that because the CEO would always come and say, hey, why are we spending so much money on that? How can we measure ROI? And it's difficult. So we put an emphasis on, on dashboards and reports uh, because without that, you don't have transparency and you don't have accountability. So we report to the leaders of the talent acquisition uh, what has been going on as far as diversity sourcing uh, on a job-specific basis, on a recruiter-specific basis, on a company-wide basis, they can... Uh, uh, specify goals. They can see where in the funnel they have bottlenecks. They can address those bottlenecks. We even show them uh, how to source and retain candidates within their own company. And most importantly, we also give them data about the pool because one of the biggest um, uh, fallacies is that, hey, you know, we try to source candidates, diverse candidates, but they're not enough in the market, which is just a result of lack of information. But we tell them, this is your market pool. This is how many people you know, who are above 70% uh, math score. This is how many women you have. This is how many uh, um, Hispanic and black and women and so forth. So you know you have a pool. If you don't have a pool, then we give you a tool 
to say, okay, maybe your search is not optimized for diversity. So we'll run hundreds of different uh, variation of your search and recommend small changes to your search and tell you by how much diversity is gonna grow. So we give you all these tools to help you achieve your diversity hiring goals. And it's all about technology. I love that. So one of the things you mentioned earlier is you start with the kind of the, the rec or, or the job description. <sighs> you know, historically, job descriptions and job ads, as you well know, have not been perfect. Um, so how does that how does that how do you reconcile being able to do a great to being able to do a great search and source for candidates? If 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 they if if the recruiter or hiring manager is giving you garbage, uh, yes, that's a great question because uh, the job description is just one part, right? Search, and it's it just to look at you know your job requirements, what's important and what's less important, what would be an advantage, but then the main part is to show you a list of candidates and ask you thumbs up or thumbs down. In this way, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you wrote a good job description or not. Uh, we learn from your selection and we improve your search, honing in on the candidate you, you, you like and excluding or pushing down candidates that you dislike, okay? Uh, and also, it's very important to know that we tap into a very large pool of data, much beyond LinkedIn. We have close to a billion profiles in our database and they all get freshed up every time you do a search. So uh, not only that you tap into the world largest talent pool, uh, you don't need to use keywords and then we optimize your search for diversity. And if this is your goal, uh, there's no better tool. I love this. So um, source of hire has been you know, a discussion for many, 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 many years, probably as long as sourcing has been around. Uh, but really, it kind of comes down to what's wor- what works, right? So when, when people are trying to figure out what works, um, I'm assuming that the uh, solution kind of gives them in some insight into what's, you know, this also kind of gets back to your experience in programmatic. You know, people want to know what's, what's working and what's not working. Um, how, do, how does the solution kind of help them or give them some insight into what works? So uh, when we start uh, working with uh, a client, typically, you know, we do a, a couple of weeks of POC mm-hmm. uh, and we uh, agree on, on goals and KPIs. Okay. Uh, for example, you know, we want to increase by 30% the number of uh, women we have in our slate or by, you know, uh, 50% the number of black people that we have uh, and, we want to increase the engagement and response. So we set goals and then we focus on meeting those goals. Of course, there's best practice. Uh, we would spend you know, an hour with each recorder, making sure that they understand how to use our software. Uh, and there's always the game of, you know, I want a, you know, uh, a purple squirrel, but the market reality is different. So let's look at what the market reality is telling us on Telenia and let's do the necessary tweaks with the hiring manager to make sure that we uh, tap into a reasonable uh, database. And it's all about meeting goals. 
and we consistently, you know, uh, uh, meet goals. And uh, we're in a very fortunate, fortunate uh, situation, William, because we probably couldn't have picked a better time in history to sell a diversity source. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And right, right, right time, right, you know, right strategy. But also, it's you know, all these th- things in society have kind of pushed us to this precipice of, you know, now corporations are actually not just talking about it, which you and I have dealt with for, you know, a long time. They're actually doing stuff about it, which is, thank God, you know, we're only 100 years late. Um, let me ask a quick question about integrations with other TA tech. So because you, you, you know, you know uh, about all the different TA tech solutions that are out there. Where, where do y'all need to be integrated into kind of the workflow and, and other technologies? Great question. So we're top of the funnel. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we are integrated uh, with the ATS. That's key. Uh, and uh, that's important because uh, it allows us to pull all the jobs automatically and parse them and get them ready uh, for ratings. That's number one. Number two, um, we, you know, when we source and a lot of the sourcing is, is done, you know, through, uh, to algorithm, uh, we can check with the ATS uh, whether the candidate is already in, in the system, in process, and dedupe those candidates if needed. Then if, you know, we also have an engagement bot that would reach out to the candidates on your behalf and send you a ton of time. We provide contact information, telephone, email, LinkedIn, social network, so you can engage with the candidate, but we also automate and optimize the engagement. If they respond with, yes, I'm interested, we push them into the ATS so they can follow up with them to, you know, where they're used to uh, work, which is the ATS. Which also down the road will help them figure out where that source of hire came from. So by connecting to the ATS, you know, directly and having that integration, then they'll know not only what worked, but they'll be able to track all the way back to, where that came from, which is which is really important for a lot of organizations. Definitely, that's a good point. So, okay, so the demo aha moment. So, when folks do the demo, what do you generally find is that moment? You know, they've looked at, and I won't name any of the folks that, that are competitors or contiguous, but but y'all specifically. What when they look at your demo, what's that that moment they they pause and like, okay, we got to buy this, or, you know, they, they ask out more questions. You can just tell they're more engaged. What is that moment for y'all? Yeah. So first of all, you know, we do a demo uh, every sales call because the, the product sells itself. You right. look at it and if you are, um, and they typically give us one of their jobs or so we demo on one of their jobs. <clears throat> I think the aha moment is two points. One is when you see a complete sourcing machine that doesn't require you to put a single keyword. And you can see, I mean, this is a whole new experience regardless of diversity, okay? Uh, and then the second aha moment is when you use our diversity AI and you had 3% uh, Black African-American candidates and you click on a button and within seconds, it shows you how to get to 35%. Okay, and it doesn't require to give any preferential treatment to those candidates. It simply recommends minor changes that you wouldn't know unless you use AI. And then 
that makes the whole difference between 3% capabilities or potential and 35 and sometimes, you know, hundreds of thousands of percent increase. And that's like, you know, that's too good to be true. So the buying questions that should be asked, because you've been on this side uh, many, many, many times, what would you like to hear more from practitioners? What types of questions uh, would you love if, you know, if you could wave a wand and, uh, and really help sourcers, recruiters, global heads, TA, hiring managers, et cetera, after they demo the software, they've seen what you can do. What would you love to be asked? Um, We're always asked, you know, um, can you prove this to us? And we said, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, We're not offering, you know, take a free week, uh, try the software and get back to me. We don't believe, you know, for a strategic product like we offer, something that the company is committed, not just the talent acquisition, that it is uh, justified to just let people play with the system for a week. So we do offer a very, very uh, in-depth uh, POC where a couple of recruiters will get on the system, get trained, where we set specific APIs and we meet them and we prove to you when you go back to your uh, managers that that is justified as far as uh, budget. So uh, what I'm really interested myself uh, to hear is that the company does have a commitment to diversity because uh, it's a change management in the sense that, well, everyone is using LinkedIn or use uh, Artual or Sika, whatever they use, which are, you know, in my opinion, traditional tools that are not specific for um, diversity. But if they are committed to diversity, willing to do this properly, then, you know, this is music to my ears. And, you know, we're very, very happy to, to work with a lot of companies who made diversity a key goal uh, for themselves. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a starter, right? So if they care, and you can kind of tell not just the language of caring, but you can start to see some of the actions, you know, you can see kind of th- that they're moving into intentionality and you can, you can just see it, right? So uh, those folks are going to be more receptive to it because now they, they need tools and applications to help them then go reach goals. Uh, so I get that. It's, it's almost kind of like a, it's a great way to ferret out whether or not they're serious or not. And if they're not serious, you know, then, then, you know, it'd be better that they do something different, spend the money somewhere else. If they are serious, then you can help them get serious. And uh, I love that. Um, two questions left for, for me is one is, you know, not getting into the, the dollars and cents part of your financial model, but um, the more their f- uh, financial philosophy, it's, it's SaaS, is it uh is it, uh, is it is it per sourcer? Is it unlimited? Like, what's kind of the model that y'all use? It's a SaaS model, and it's usually an annual commitment, you know, following a POC. <clears throat> and the price would depend on, you know, the number of recorders you have uh, and uh, would include a variety of additional services, which you mentioned that we also have a solution that is completely automated, it doesn't require a recorder to be on our system. We can pull the job straight from the ATS, create the search for diversity, oh, wow. the candidates, and, uh, and, and push back 
the applicant into the ATS. We have customers who do that. And, you know, just to increase the pipeline of diverse talent for all of the jobs. And we show incredible uh, uh, results. And that's price on a per job basis. And you can buy, you know, and get uh, uh, quantity discounts. So, yes, you know, uh, we typically work with larger companies uh, who, who uh, see diversity as one of their main goals. And our solution is very, very affordable. I love that. Last question for me is, uh, let's go a year out, maybe 18 months out. Success for you looks like what? Successful would be that, you know, you ask, uh, you know, Fortune uh, 5,000 companies, diversity sourcing and the name Talenia will come up. I love that. And very succinct. Thank you so much, Gaul. I absolutely appreciate you carving out time for us, carving out time for the audience. This was wonderful. And I just appreciate you. Thank you, William. Pleasure. My pleasure. and, And thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone listening to Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.